Hello, and welcome to Workday's first Employee Belonging Council-related podcast. I am your host, Karima Gambo, and with me in conversation is Raleigh Jackson-Taylor, um, Itai Bimha, and Christopher Gordon, who are going to be discussing the Black at Workday and the EBC. They function as the EBC leaders um, for this Employee Belonging Council. So, Raleigh, I'm going to start with you. Hi, how are you doing? I am great, Karima. How are you doing? I am not too bad. Thanks for hosting me today. It's my pleasure. So I know we've got some exciting topics uh, to discuss today. Yes. Um, so why don't we just get started? I'll, you know, pass right over to you. Let's let's just go. Hey, hey. Thanks, Karima. So um, today I'm here to talk about all things Black at Work Day, which is exceptionally timely since we are having the month of October, an entire month. Yes. Woo-hoo. To celebrate all things black. Um, I'd like to start with a bit of background on why we are, who we are, when we were established and what we do. Um, we were known as Black at Work Day recently, but we had a name. The first name that we started with was the Talented 10th. And I will let Christopher give us a bit of um, a lecture and history on this. Christopher, over to you. Thank you, Karima and Rolly, and hello, everyone. My name is Christopher Gordon, and I lead Black at Workday for EMEA. Um, so yeah, history lesson. So we were, we were originally called Talented 10th, and we started as the first uh, Employee Belonging Council at Workday eight years ago. And Talented 10th was um, a phrase that was used by W.E.B. Du Bois, in one of his essays, and W.E.B. Du Bois, for those who don't know, was the first African-American to get a PhD, so a doctorate at Harvard. And he used the terminology, talented tenth, to say that those um, who are the, the tenth, the one in 10 who have gone through their education, et cetera, and so forth, and become leaders should sacrifice um, personally and use that education to help um, raise up the rest of the black community. And so that's something that's not well known by everyone. Um, not even everyone within the black community in America knows that, um, and especially across America. And so as we decided to bring in the EMEA chapter, we decided that the name should go through a rebrand um, and we became Black at Work Day to celebrate that fifth year of the talented 10th. So that is a, a quick whistle-stop history lesson there. Wow, that was so insightful. Thank you so much, Christopher. And I think it's fantastic to actually see the progress over the years. Absolutely. Yes, indeed, I agree. And just to follow on from what Christopher's just said, um, when we established um, EMEA chapter, which is also known as EMEA, um, this really marks the third year of our since we were established and also our fourth Black History Month celebration. Can you imagine that? Like we've done a lot. Wow. Fourth Black History Month celebration. Yeah. This is amazing. And I know we're going to come to it a little bit later, but I'm quite curious. Why is there a separate chapter uh, to the U.S.? I'm glad you asked that. Um, it has been a misconception that black history struggle, black history pain, black discrimination is only U.S. focused. But this affects 
the whole world. We saw this during the death of George Floyd, which gave birth to the Emir chapter. I believe George's um, death affected the whole world. Indeed. This truly gave us, like, as, as black people, a platform and a voice to be seen and be heard. We were able to have open and honest discussions on topics that were like impacting our daily living. And it's really times like this that I truly love being at work day because there were no topics off limits. And it was also an opportunity to put a lot of hurt and pain to bed, a lot of pain and hurt awake, reawakened during the George Floyd's death. Um, we had the opportunity to work with some well-known activists and historians who truly helped shed light on the deep-rooted discrimination, inequalities, unconscious, and as I like to say, conscious biases mm -hmm. our black colleagues were experiencing. This also has given rise to some external platforms that we are now collaborating with on our journey of belonging and equity here at Workday. This is our third year, as I've mentioned, at Black at Work Day in Miam and our fourth Black History Month. And we have had the opportunity of celebrating using some unique and powerful themes. Black History Month is not widely known or celebrated in the Miam. We celebrate this in the month of October in the UK and Ireland. And for the Netherlands, they also celebrate in the month of October, but it's known as Black Achievement Month. Germany celebrates a black cultural event in several cities um, in February, like the US and like Canada. And we see each year as an opportunity to celebrate the black culture and learn how we can best integrate our varied cultures into the many regions in EMEA, which, by the way, is massive. Absolutely. And, and you know, you touch on the right word integration, even around that George Floyd piece, you know, um, we saw that ripple across Workday. Workmates were having yeah. honest conversations, listening together, learning together, and really just coming alongside each other uh, because we bring our whole selves to work. Yeah, you know. So it was really, really great to see like that. Like I have done today, by the way. Yes, just fantastic outfit, yeah. by the way. Thank you. Um, so I know that there's been a uh, take up and support across Europe. I want to get you to share a bit more around the origins and how Workday got involved from a Black History Month perspective. Absolutely. So yes, we've had a lot. And although Black History Month, as we know, it started in the UK in October in 1987. And this was organized by a Ghanaian analyst known as Akaiba Adia Sabo. It followed by Germany, where it was observed in Berlin in 1990, and then by the Republic of Ireland in Cork in 2010. We at Workday started with listening and learning in 2020, which really was the, the bedrock, the deep-rooted conversations that we had. It was a come out and talk and speak moment. Um, it was the beginning for us, and we covered a lot of hard-hitting topics there. Um, we then moved on to, oh my gosh, Proud to be Black theme in 2021. That was amazing because, hey, I am proud to be Black, um, which did feel like, a, you know, for most people, uh, probably all of us, a Proud to be Black moment and a movement. Um, and then celebrating Black culture in 2022. Um, so I think we've done it all. No, not all, but there's much to do. 
Um, in just a short while, we have widened our reach in Emir from our celebration of Black cultures in color, food, appearances, to working on increasing Black talent at Workday. We have also collaborated internally and externally with other groups and charities, one of which really speaks to our theme this year as we will be spending some time, quality time, I might add, with the elderly and learning more of our culture from them and history. Some of who are part of the Windrush generation, and this will be in line in celebration the 75th anniversary this year in the UK. This year, we are going big. Um, we are going big. We are amplifying um, but I'll pass on to Itai and he will tell us a bit more about that. Itai, go for it. Thank you so much. Thank you for the introduction, Roddy. And to Karima's point, looking lovely in that dress. And what a great way to start amplifying back this three months. Um, before I begin, you're welcome. You're welcome, Roddy. Um, before I begin, I am the co-communications lead for Black at Workday. Now, just thinking about it. The last three years of Black Eyed Workday have been amazing. And I'm proud to stand on the shoulders. So it's such a great team which has su done such great work to allow me to do what I do. And to amplify is the theme for Black History Month this year. And we want to be clear, we are not shouting, but we want to amplify. We're hoping to do this more uh, by doing more public events, and these public events are designed to continue to educate our workmates about our differences in our culture, which we should celebrate. We want to encourage open and honest conversations amongst all of us workmates and beyond. Now, when we think about it, we're, we're Black, but we've got different languages, more so dialects as well. And think about it, Africa has 52 countries. With 52 countries come different cultures, come different languages, come different dialects. We also want to um, we also want to let you know about our different cultural backgrounds, our uh, and how we come with those cultural backgrounds. How we then want to integrate within the Western society that we live in. This also then goes into our different lived experiences because we all come from different places and different cultures. And just for an example, I'm a proud Zimbabwean, the son of a diplomat. My father, I was able to have the privilege to travel all over the world with my dad. Because of that, I lived in different countries, went to school in different countries, went to university in France. And because of that, I had to learn different languages, assimilate into different cultures, also learn about different types of food, and live their everyday lives within those areas, in those places. Because of that, I believe I'm, the, I'm, I'm a true Zimbabwean, but I am the exception, but not the rule. What we also want to do, we also want to amplify our abilities to adapt. <clears throat> and this is a big thing. Because we are living in different countries, which have different cultures, as people of that culture, we still want to stay connected to our roots. We still want to stay connected to our people. We still want to stay connected to everything that's our being. So we can also pass on this type of knowledge, not just to our children, but 
to society as a whole to, to share with the non-lived experiences. And one thing that we also want to do and want to really promote is how we can all come together within these shared experiences and cultures and celebrate and amplify all of these together. One key area, as a father, I see my children grow up. My daughter's 16. And I really want her to be able to be to see the achievements of Black people. And we're not shouting enough about these. We're not amplifying enough about these. We want to amplify our creativity. We want to amplify our innovativeness. And the little differences we are making in today's world. And I just see my daughter and my son growing up. I want them to be proud. And also because of the confidence that they've imparted on them to also amplify these great achievements that we've done. Now, as I mentioned before, I had the privilege of my father being a diplomat and lived in Paris as well. And one of the key things that we're going to be doing to amplify Bakri Shuban is we're going to be doing a Paris exhibition throughout the month of October. I know if your workmates traveling, business trips, or just traveling on holiday, if you manage to make it to the uh, workday office in Paris, please stop over and have a look. We're going to be doing a giving campaign with wealth worth gold, gold in all these. Like we, we mentioned before, this is the 75th year of Windrush generation. Now, I've also just had the privilege of my mom coming to from Zimbabwe to the UK. I had my friends around her. She just started telling all these old stories about her lived experiences in Zimbabwe during the tough colonial times with Britain. Now, if we are in the same environment within the Wentworth Colony all these, they'll be able to walk us through their experience of Windrush, their experiences of how they've been living here in the UK, and their experiences of what they want to impart onto us as we move forward within the crazy world that we live in right now. Our, our Culture Week is full with historic walking tours. We're going to be doing these walking tours in Paris, in Dublin, and, and London. And we're also going to be doing a museum tour in Amsterdam. I really enjoyed the London tour that we did last year for Black History Month. And I was just blown away with all the historical monuments that are in London that represent the relationship between the UK and Africa. I was also amazed how commercially we've affected London. And as you're just walking in London, and if you're not aware, the great history that Africa has and impacted the UK is all around us. We just need to make sure we're paying attention. We see it. And then after we see it, we amplify that too. Our Innovation Week is also going to be big. We want to make sure that we display all historic and modern-day Black innovators. We want to amplify this to improve our daily lives and how this is improved our daily lives in our societies. And just to go through a couple of them, as I saw the, 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 what, the, with the knowledge we can be sharing with our workplace, there are some awesome innovators out there that have done simple things that are going to be impacting our lives moving forward. A great way to bring people together, I believe, as an African person, uh, as an African person and heritage, is food. 
our inspiration week covers heritage and cultural and cultural delicacies in multiple offices within EMEA. Last year, we had our Food and Culture Day within the London office. They brought together everyone within the London office from different departments, different cultures, and different places. And we were fortunate enough to even take away food home to experience it with our families as well. Now, for me, rather than just taking the food with me, consuming it, and then leaving it there, we've got one step further. We'll put it together a cookbook. So you'll be able to try and cook those foods on your own, in the comfort of your own home, and being able to live the experience yourself. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing, putting this in a PD, uh, PDF where you'll be able to download it. And then these downloads will be, uh, with the proceeds that we, from this download for this recipe book, we'll be able to give that to the charity that we've chosen. Please go ahead and try some of these recipes. They are awesome. And they will also let you into the cultural food wars of Africa and the Caribbean as well. Last but not least, I really want to promote the, as we wrap up the great month of, uh, of October, we want to deal with the wellness session. Now, just to give you a little bit of insights, well, uh, mental well-being is not a big thing within the African Caribbean societies. It's more looked to being like a stigma. Some things that you just don't do. If you're going through issues, just put your head down and deal with it. If you're going through problems, put your head down, just deal with it. But now we actually are looking at to promote and amplify mental well-being within the Black community. And what better way to do it within our, with our allies, with our workmates, so we can all share in that amplified, jam-packed month of October. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for your time. Wow, thank you so much, Itai. Um, there are so many activities going on across different areas. And, you know, some people might say, why bring all of this to work? And, you know, I can speak for myself on the importance of bringing your whole self to work and how that furthers innovation, how that furthers collaboration and the sense of belonging um, so I'm so inspired by hearing all the amazing things that you have done a lot of work um, to get out there. And, and really what's inspiring as well is Workday's commitment and support behind these activities. It shows that we truly do embody vibe, which is valuing inclusion, belonging and equity. So that sense of belonging for the black workmates and then that sense of inclusion, bringing workmates together on that journey so that we can all bring our best selves to work. This is fantastic. Now, Raleigh, um, Black at Work Day EMEA appears to have a lot of activities uh, this year. So tell me more about what the future holds. Thanks, Karima. And I'd like to point that you couldn't have said it better with regards to Work Day and the support that they have given to Black at Work Day. And, you know, in terms of what we've done, Historically, today, everything we have done has brought us to where we are today. And our hope, our dreams is we're hoping to continue to grow and have more opportunities to collaborate with um, our internal colleagues and external companies that we would like to be, hopefully, allies. 
and more opportunities to showcase our black talent and uniqueness. We are all amazing and unique in what we bring to the black community and to Workday. So I'll say the sky is a threshold and not the limit. The sky is a threshold and not the limit. Yeah. Fantastic words. And you know what? I think I've just really enjoyed these conversations with um, all of you. So to Raleigh, to Atai, to Chris, thank you so much for uh, speaking with me today. And I look forward to seeing all that you have for us during Black History Month.